Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. April 21st, 2023. You're listening to a Friday edition of KRC here on Big TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody had a great Thursday evening. Enjoyed that beautiful warm weather yesterday. Maybe able to get out and golf. Use that Big Exports Radio golf card. Go to BigExportsRadio.com if you're interested. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm uh, excited that it's getting uh, a little chilly. We I, I briefly did the AC last week, but turned it off. And uh, at one point yesterday, it was 80 downstairs. Uh, but, you know, uh, the windows were open. There was, a, there was a stiff breeze, and I was outside cutting grass and doing all that sort of stuff anyway. So I didn't really uh, – wasn't really bothered either. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a nice – it was a nice, pleasant – Evening got a lot done, and you know what? It's getting a little bit chilly, so I made I made a chili last night too. It's it, chilly season. I know TJ, you're a firm believer that it's all year round, but I believe we're getting near the end of it. So this is this is one of my last hurrahs. Uh, some places in the city, chilly season never goes out of style. Well, I, you know, maybe you can say that about. Uh, about uh, the Roush House, because um, we're having that tonight. Having uh, actually having some family over um, tonight for uh, the return of the Brom Squad back to Cardinal Stadium. So, uh, or what? Are, what are they calling it now? Um, so, uh, I what are what are they calling it? Um, the bank. The bank. It's not a pizza. It's a bank this time. Mm, uh, take it to the bank. Yeah. Uh, you're going to the spring. You're going to the U of L spring game tonight. Uh, well, I don't think I'm actually going to go because it's going to rain. So I just told people we can just watch it. It was going to be a tailgate of sorts because I live nearby uh, and haven't really had. I've lived at this house for almost two years and haven't had any of my family over. My like extended cousins, aunts, uncles, all that. I've had some of them, but haven't really had a big get together. So it's like, well, why don't we do this? So uh, we- weather's not going to cooperate. So we'll probably just hang out here, have it on the t- TV. Uh, so yeah, should 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 be a lot of fun. Interested to 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 see if Jack Plummer is still uh, shaking his boots every time a pass rush comes after him. Probably not because it's a scrimmage and they won't tackle him. But uh, I have a feeling Jeff is not going to do the thing that Billy Napier did, and he's going to score like a thousand points because that's what you should do in a spring game. It's supposed to be fun. 
I think they are doing one-on-ones, two-on-twos, three versus threes. I always like that. If you're going to go watch a meaningless football game, I'd like to at least see the starters go against one another so you can kind of get a better idea of like, all right, the offense looked really, really good. Good news about our offense. little troubling about our defense. So if you're going against ones versus twos on mm-hmm. either side of the ball, then it better look really good. And one, you can't even get all that excited about it because it's like, oh, they should beat up second stringers. That's the way that it should look. But if it doesn't, I guess the only spin zone, and you know U of L fans are all about spin zone, the only spin zone would be really deep team. Really deep team. <laughs> Not a lot of parity between the starters and the backups. And that's that's going to be good middle of the season when people start getting banged up and starting to get hurt. Of course, that would be nonsense. But The, the worst is when you – like. Just do the split teams where they draft them because unless you're an Alabama or a Georgia, you're just absolutely loaded. All you're doing is watering down the talent of each team. So you're just making everybody worse, essentially. You are. But, hey, at least they're having a spring game. I'm I'm jealous about that. I bet they're real steamed that – they didn't get yesterday's weather tonight yeah, because they kidding. probably would have had a real real nice crowd, I would imagine, just with it being the start of the Braum era and then literally have nothing else going for them. So uh, I don't imagine it probably being a great crowd no. other other with the with the way the forecast looks tonight. But you never know. But at least they're having one. I, I, I really wish UK will get back to that. But who knows? Snoops doesn't seem to love it, and he does all right, so he can call the shots as long as he keeps winning. Um. Uh, I'm curious. So we we've got the weather moving in. It's supposed to be rainy. Um, that's in Lexington too for the Batcats game. So uh, I know some folks that were planning on going out there to watch them take on Texas A&M, but that might be uh, might get a little messy. Um, at least it might not arrive until later. So they, they hopefully they'll be able to get that that game one in. Um, but it's gonna be gonna be chilly for Thunder. It might be rainy some throughout the day. Um, Scoots, are you a big Thunder over Louisville guy? I could see. I mean, this this, this fireworks show could blow Pekin off the map. I bet. I bet it's right up your alley. Well, the Pekin fireworks show is the longest running Fourth of July celebration in America. So wow. yeah, that's wow. that's a pretty cool thing that you you can't move past that. But so yeah, wait, hold up. Can it can it before you I, get to I, that? I have an incredibly yeah. hard time believing that that is so, accurate or factual. I'm telling you. Like when, 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 when's the start date? Yeah. yeah, I think that I'm not exactly sure on the year, but I want to say this is like the 160th Fourth of July yeah. celebration in Beacon. I mean, they were they were kind of do like lighting off fireworks and whatnot back in like 1777 when the war was still going on. Yeah, I realize that, but has it been a has it been a constant celebration? So you're probably doing it on like a technicality or something. Yeah, like maybe one year at uh, in DC they canceled the fireworks show because of something. But uh, like may- maybe it was a depression and they didn't want to spend money or something like that. So okay, I I, I can I can see the scenario. But Stoops, when you drop something like that on us, we've got to we've got to ask questions because I did not know Pekin has been around for 160 years. I mean, that's that's like the one thing Pekin has to hang its hat on. Can you guys just let them have that, please? I, I don't. Well, wait, uh, no, we're not we're not lying to spare your feelings. It's oh, it's not my feelings. I, sure, it's the feelings of Pekin. I could care I'm less. Sure there, I'm sure that there's probably like some truth to that. I'd love to hear their explanation, but 
other places are much older and have been having it's just celebration it's it's just the fourth of july celebration uh I, yeah i guess yeah yeah I, unfortunately i'm not buying it and that's okay that's all right i could be wrong i'm wrong all the time scoots you don't need to get worked up about it all right oh no, i'm getting worked up you talk crap about my hometown and that's when we get fired up on on today's kentucky roll call yesterday it was the whole android thing today it's my hometown but to answer your question roush I am not a big Thunder fireworks guy. I love, mm. absolutely love the air show and all the helicopters wow. and all that. But, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just not big on fireworks. I mean, f- fireworks are kind of one of those things, like, you've seen them once, you've seen them a thousand times, you know? Yeah, well, in, in that, growing up in the city of Louisville, we got spoiled because we exactly. had <laughs> Thunder all the time. Um, one, one of my friends does a firework show just at his house on 4th of July and they spend a bunch of money and like that's thunder over Shavley's fun. Cause you're like right underneath it. There's a little bit like, Oh, is he going to light himself on fire? There's a little danger aspect of it that I enjoy. Um, th- this, this iteration of thunder though, like I'm, I'm, I'm no, no, when the kids get a little bit older, I'm going to go to a couple of them and it'll be fine. But I, I'm kind of with you in that aspect uh, on both accounts. I, with one caveat, I love the the TV the local TV coverage around Derby Time because it's the one time of year where our local stations act like they're uh, nationally like they, they act like they're national TV because they're just on all day. I believe WHAS 11 has the Thunder coverage this year. And they'll be, I mean, I, I, I love when they have to have the uh, TV commentators just talk about how great of a show it was. And it's like, I mean, it's fireworks. <laughs> but but what they did last year, because I'll watch, I'll watch every bit of it. Um, we'll, you know, might get closer for the air show. We basically have an air show at my house living right next to the airport um, with planes flying over yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But um, we, we might get a little bit closer for some of that action. But during the show, like, I'll, I'll turn on the TV. I'll have it on. Um, the trees kind of block my view of the fireworks, but I'll listen to it. But they have uh, the drone show in TJ. The drone show was new last year, and that that's mesmerizing. That's, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, they're going to have 300 drones. They're going to work in unison with one another, and they're going to make cool things and shapes and designs. and Like a that, Pegasus. That, that's one it, of them. Uh-huh. And yeah. everybody, everybody loves it. Scoots, do you have any good – memorable thunder memories as a child oh man um i have a bunch really but because we would go every year pretty much my my favorite thunders really were when my mom was working in the big building downtown i guess it's now the old or i don't know what it is now the, the big tall black one what is that building uh, now? The old national city bit okay uh, yeah so it's that's pnc now she worked there for five six years on like one of the higher floors so her work would go all out and throw the craziest thunder parties and we would sit there and watch it from like the i don't know 40th floor or whatever but they would have all these like stuff set up for kids so everybody would bring their kids like bouncy houses and ball pits and stuff like that um so we would just go go there celebrate all that i would barely even watch the fireworks because i was just so enamored with all like the bouncy houses and all that it was it was a blast but one of my favorite thunders was actually 
I was probably about 14, and I went with my grandpa. It was just me and my grandpa. He wanted to go. He couldn't find anybody to go with him. So I was like, I'll, I'll tag along with you. So it was literally just me and him, and I remember wearing a hoodie, my winter coat, and a toboggan because it was like 35 degrees. So not one of my favorite thunders, but one of my favorite thunder memories just because I was with my grandpa. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet, yeah. Yeah, living living in the region, you definitely have had thunders of all shapes and sizes. Oh yeah, and weather's uh, there's been yeah, it, it, and tomorrow's like Rash said, it's looking a little bit better. So hopefully, yeah. just uh, just it, on the on the chilly side, but you can you can wear a jacket. Uh, TJ, one of my actually my most memorable thunder, and might have been the last one that I went to slash didn't actually go to was the one where I got uh, I was trying to get beer for Thunder and in the process got um, chased by the cops and got in trouble for that. That was a lot of fun. Whoa. Yeah, Bad boy yeah. Roush. Let's hear about it. Yeah, dude. that was uh oh it was it was I was definitely in like I'm way too cool for my family phase. They were going to go like my sisters and brother would go with my mom to Colorado. I was like, oh, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to go to thunder. And I was, I think a freshman in high school. And, uh, we, we met one of the older kids. He dropped off, you know, I don't know if it was 30 beers or whatever, but we were going to pick up these beers at, uh, the church down the road and then take them, uh, stash them, hide them, and then take them with us to, to thunder, have ourselves a time. It was going to be the social scene of the spring. And, um, about like on our way home, we had a, Hey, come here. And it was like, we saw the lights, uh, the, just like a flashlight. We take off running. And by the time we get to the neighborhood, we think we're off scot free. Um, we had ditched the beers and we're in the front yard of our friend's house when like three cop cars pull up and it's like, what? us that's not us. We're not. We, we, oh, and we were, we, we were toast. We were done. Got cuffed. Got, um, I think, put in the back of, a, I think, yeah, I think I was put in the back of a car. Um, and they had, like, we the house had a bunch of our friends at it, too. So they were all, like, peeking over the uh, outside the door, looking out the window, like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to them? Um, yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, I had to call my dad down the street, like, yeah, um, so I think, uh, I think the police are going to take me home. That was not a fun night. That was not a fun night. Was even more terrified when he said, "You're gonna have part of my punishment was you're gonna have to tell your mother." Which that was, whew, I was shaking in my boots. I picture the, the scene in the Christmas story. Oh gosh, yeah, it was, it was rough. But she, but like a Christmas story, uh, she took it easy on me. And uh, dad, dad was he was he was irate. I was very much grounded for a long time, like uh, t- till summer. So I ended up on Thunder Night, like uh, visiting a, a cousin who had a baby in the hospital. Probably didn't even watch Thunder. And then uh, that derby, I, instead of doing any fun derby things, I just worked security because I was like, well, might as well. This is my one social thing to see people is to tell them, no, you can't come into this room. How, how old were you? Uh, freshman in high school. Oh, I, I, I got to meet the Playboy Bunnies. The oh, Hef's girlfriend, so it wasn't a bad consolation. Yeah, I bet that was a big deal for you. Oh, yeah. 15-year-old Nick. Uh, Evander Holyfield, I think. Or no, that was Lennox Lewis. Uh, Chelsea Clinton was the big uh, the big person in my room. So I got a... 
Secret, Secret Service. I was like, uh, ma'am, where's your badge? And Secret Service just like has them in me right in the face. And it's like, whoa, okay, all right then. Well, that that is probably you definitely should have. I, I was I was thinking you maybe were in college, and I was like getting grounded till the summer in college. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to get beer. Come yeah, on. I was like, how does that how does that work? Freshman <laughs> in high school, that definitely does make sense. I, I'm I'm surprised you didn't get in more trouble for running away. Yeah. Oh well, that was. We, I mean, we ended up getting cited, and I had to do. Oh okay. Um, you know, like. X amount of com- community service, and but you know it wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, yeah, well, you should have been faster, buddy, or smarter. Well, see, that it was really just smarter. If we just weren't dumbasses, like we we had the dude outran, we could have been there in a second and just hit out. But you know, somebody was being Joe Cool, like, oh, we're just walking in the neighborhood. Turns out you're a little suspect when you're, uh, you know, six foot five, goofy teenager just walking around a neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night you talk about miley cyrus or else you were a bad bad boy oh yeah yeah though that, that was also um i i think my freshman year i, I had multiple um uh, and multiple instances of getting into trouble i don't know if it was that one or another one but i eventually pled my case because one of my punishments in high school was you can't get your license for like six more months but then I, I eventually I, I lawyered up and I said, hey, if I get my license, I'm less likely to get in trouble because I, I won't be hanging out with the neighborhood rabble rousers. So that that actually worked for one of my punishments. Uh, they did not. But but I did have to wait for a, a little bit longer than I should have. Well, hopefully your kids are in the car listening today and you can teach them a valuable lesson to not be like Nick Roush. Yep. Don't be an idiot. Just uh, hide out. You got, any, you got anything to top that, TJ? Any Thunder yeah, stories of your own? Thunder? Because Thunder's a big – it's it's kind of um, – it's what Forecastle has almost taken over for, but it's a big teenager uh, teenager rabble-rousing scene. Yeah, and it is – uh, when you're that when you're that age, it was fun just because it's like school is pretty much done. Yeah. yeah, we've got a few more things we got to worry about, but for the most part, we're we're in coast mode at school, which meant summer was nearby. Which obviously, summer as a kid is the best. As an adult, it's probably the most overrated season. But we've had those conversations before, and everybody we were it was unanimous agreement. Everybody agreed summer's the worst. Definitely terrible to golf in really, really, really hot weather. But I digress. So yeah, there's it's funny how like the arc of your thunder being a Louisville and how your thunder experiences change like your first time going and how fun it is. And maybe you were down at like the great lawn. I was that playground was new down there. Roush. Oh yeah. That was a big deal. That playground addition uh, addition when we were of age. So like, I remember playing down there and then it kind of progresses to when you're Nick Roush's age and you're running from cops. I never ran from cops. I don't think we ever got, in any trouble or did anything oh before you get to the cop stage or the the shenanigans stage um stink bombs i remember like the little <laughs> vendors you know the vendors that are everywhere down there Ralph, yeah, selling yeah. the stupidest crap i oh, remember yeah. there was a, a stretch where they would always have the the, the little stink bombs you throw on the ground and oh boy did we just get the biggest kick out of like thunder downtown just very crowded areas just casually like walking in a crowded area dropping one of those stink bombs and just seeing like people mm-hmm. turn on one another as if it was 
life is on the line. You'd see like every, you know, the slow reaction of the shirt coming up over the chin to the nose, the finger pointing at one another, the like pushing the, you know, sometimes people like it had to be you, you've been dropping them all day. Uh, And then people just kind of dispersing the area and then eventually doing it too much and getting in trouble for it. Or one accidentally maybe going off in a car and, you know, it just, it ended up being a disaster. So then you get into the shenanigans stage, although I guess you could make a pretty good case. That's, that's full of shenanigans. It was right more there. innocent shenanigans though. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. yeah. The old stink bomb shenanigans. And yeah, then it's I, like, you know, I, you, you go on, you go on dates or like your, your college parties, it, it, you know, that you go to thunder parties. I remember bringing people in from out of town and they would just think that the, fireworks show was like the coolest thing they'd ever seen so Rashi, you're all right we kind of take it for granted a little bit. right yeah 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 and they're, they're, that that stage is fun too because like uh now that they've developed nulu you know I, like some of my friends they'll just go hang out at garage bar or one of those and just kind of drink and walk around down there so you don't have to be you're kind of in the uh you're you're, you're there in the, in the midst of it all but you're not like in the thick of the kind of uh tchotchke you know sort of state fair like atmosphere because it does get a little bit like that i did find out though yesterday confirmed we were fake news on krc uh yesterday big four bridge just stays open um they've got like a big uh kids area down there so if you're taking kids um that's kind of the place to be uh but yeah you can cross over it i didn't even see that they shut it down during the fireworks show so I'm sure it gets a little crowded. Now, tomorrow it'll be cold, so I don't know, <laughs> you know, if you want that strong breeze on the river uh, knocking you all over the place, right? Like, it'll be a little bit colder, but still pretty cool. Yeah, I wanted to thank you guys. Switched my plans all around because you told me the bridge was closed. Now I've got to switch them back around again. Oh, Although, so, Roush, I do think I read yesterday, I think they're having some sort of firework display off that bridge. So I'd imagine it's going to close for the fireworks portion. No, that's the Kennedy Bridge. I, I thought I saw that they were going to do something on with pertaining to fireworks with a walking wow. bridge as well. Stop the press, hold the phones. It's not so we're not so sure if the if it, the walking bridge is open or not. So Roush saying there was fake news yesterday. There could be fake news at this very moment, everybody. Oh man, I'm going to need some scoots evidence though because I'll, I'll look I was back all into over the Thunder it. website. Um, for the love of God, somebody find out if the walking bridge is open for Thunder Road. I mean, we have, ch- I've, I've checked all the bridge. It's, it's just second street bridge and Kennedy bridge. So, uh, you know, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I definitely didn't think it'd be open. Roush was sure yesterday. I am wrong all the time. So admitted that I, you know, Oh, oops, hands up. I was wrong about that one, but it still is weird to think that they'd let that open. seems like that. A lot, a lot of stuff could go wrong, allowing just thousands of people up on that bad boy for a fireworks show display. I would think so, but um, here we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just scrolling down, and they don't even have uh, Big Four Bridges in, in any of the closures. On Second the, Street. On the ourwaterfront.org website, it says that it is closed during Thunder. Thunder, it is closed during Thunder over Louisville Air Show due to regulations. That's what I'm seeing. Well, huh, interesting, interesting. Maybe they don't include that in any of the news reports or FAQs because it's not a road. But, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't find that anywhere. So, 
it is not open. That's what I'm seeing. So it is also our waterfront too. Is that a so TJ was correct yesterday? Man, seems like it. Yeah, good job. Right, we'll definitely give you an update on Monday, listeners. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll probably lead. We'll probably lead the show with it. Uh, our long national nightmare <laughs> will get figured out on if the oh, walking great. bridge is open during Thunder over Louisville. Because we talk about the important things here on Kentucky Roll Call. And when we return, we're actually going to get into UK sports because yesterday was a wacky, wacky day. Very busy. We're going to have Kyle Tucker on from The Athletic. He's going to discuss what he's hearing, how he thinks all this stuff plays out, and we'll be sure to lay all the background if you missed it. So when we come back, Big time UK basketball discussion. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Join us, will you? Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Roush from the South End. It's like a 45 minute drive. Well, you're also the rich kid of us all. So. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Drives him to salsa he, he's, got, he's got a lake house and owns horse ra- and owns racehorses. The rich kid. Give me a break. <laughs> that is also since pitch the pumps. Welcome rice. back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. You know what? I, I appreciate that song at the end. I appreciate the drop. You know where you de- don't need to have a lot of money to have a good meal? Salsaritas. That's true. Especially if you're trying to feed a bunch of folks, cater a party, maybe take some with you for a thunder over a Louisville party. Doing the golf house. That would be a lot of fun. Wound up on some of those wildly addictive chips, uh, some of the, the, the beef, make some tacos, quesadillas. That sounds like a heck of a time. Just download the app, Salsaritas Caters. Uh, they give you a bunch of Salsaritas bucks, uh, free rewards. They have two locations, one in Middletown with a drive-thru and one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. It's delicious. You will not be disappointed with Salsaritas, whether eating in-store, taking it to go, or their catering options. Uh, speaking of Scoots, well, no, let's get it. We'll save it. I want to I, I want to bring up some inter-Big X Sports Radio show drama, and it surprisingly doesn't involve Trevor Kelsey or Mike Rutherford. But we'll save that for later on in the show because we need to talk about yeah. the wacky and wildness Sports. of yesterday's developments. And really, where where to start? Because it's on a few different fronts here, but maybe we'll start with the Hunter Dickinson stuff. Yeah, we can go chronologically because we classic KRC curse. Uh, I mean, TJ, you it's 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 so weird how that happens. But once the day gets going, a bunch of news starts breaking. It, that that it stinks. It's like why can't it break? You know, very very early in the morning, be beneficial to us. No other explanation besides we're just cursed. And that's the only thing that I think I can come up with. But so we're talking about it. This whole thing is just weird. Just first and foremost, before I even lay the background, just know that this whole stuff going on is is fascinating to me. We say this a lot when it comes to UK basketball, but I just I, I don't necessarily remember a situation quite like this. It's just always something unique. But you get the T-shirts. 
Weird t-shirt. One more year? Question mark. First off, just who's interested in buying a shirt that you, that may not even be any good by the time it, it comes to your front door. Secondly, if it is like if if he is coming back, wouldn't you rather the question mark just not be there? Regardless, the shirt thing was strange, and this is coming off the heels of a mysterious message board post, granted from a quote unquote insider that has a good track record, says that Oscar's coming back, and then. Other media members pump the brakes on that and say, well, I don't think he's told the staff yet. Maybe he's personally made that decision, but if he has, he hasn't let UK know. So that's interesting in its own right. Then the T-shirt comes out, and it seems like, all right, it's not official official, but it does seem like all signs are pointing towards Oscar coming back. Maybe he's just figuring out the right time to announce. Maybe they're waiting for the ink to dry on a nil deal or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? But it seemed like all signs were pointing towards Oscar coming back, and we talked about that pretty much all week on Kentucky Roll Call. Then it comes out, uh, I think David Sisk was the first one for it from Cats Illustrated. Shout out to Sisk. He says, hey, Hunter Dickinson's visiting starting Sunday to Tuesday. And I think maybe it's going to end up just being Monday after it's all said and done. Not that it really matters. But Sisk ends up having the news like, hey, Hunter Dickinson's coming to Lexington. And everybody's like, whoa, hold the phone. Because if Oscar's coming back and we're all leaning that way and we're all thinking that way, why is UK bringing in somebody that they definitely aren't even going to be interested in if Oscar, if that Oscar news is true? Thus just using your brain, maybe that Oscar news isn't as solid as we are led to believe. What else can you say? So the day goes on. People are speculating. People are wondering. Everybody's got to draw a line in the sand and make a decision. And, of course, that is that – is, I'm being sarcastic about that. I think 99% of U.K. fans, maybe 98 I think the majority of UK fans are, I will take either. Just whoever is the first one that wants to sign up, I'm cool with. I love Oscar. He seems great. Hunter Dickinson would be great as well. I just, whoever, either one. And you're, you're. I, I don't know how you could ever not be the best front court in college basketball with the talent you'd have there and the options you'd have there. Now, you'd still have questions in the backcourt, and we would get to that. But if you get one of those two guys back, that is an absolutely loaded front court with a lot of different options, with a lot of talent, and a lot of players that can do a lot of different things. So I don't think I don't really think there's a line in the sand. I think people have their preferences, and everybody's entitled to their preference. But I don't think there's some people that are like, I will not root for this UK team if they bring in Hunter Dickinson. That's not a, that does not exist, and it also doesn't exist that people are saying. I want Oscar Shibway gone so I so we can bring in Hunter Dickinson. I'm not seeing a lot of that either. I do think people have their preferences, but I think the the vast, vast, vast majority of people just want either player. And then as the day goes on, a video from Hunter Dickinson's podcast that he does in corporation with Barstool Sports, that, that was that, wild, Roush. That, see, that's where this is fun because a lot of the – you know, we're, we're used to seeing Travis Branham or David Sisk or somebody report on a transfer portal visit, right? Like, that's kind of par for the course. Then you move on to the next phase where other people are kind of adding little tidbits here and there. Um, but having a, a self-created podcast share transfer portal news on himself, that, that part's crazy. And I want to pull up the quote 
real quick. Give me uh, because uh, when asked about it, you know, it, he said, I, "I said, yeah, Cal came up here for uh, he flew to Michigan to see me. Um, I guess it was Tuesday, and he talked to me for like two hours. We literally met at the airport, like the tiny private airport. Met there, then he flew somewhere else. I I, I don't know where." Um, and he said, I told him, I don't think I need to visit there because I already took a visit in high school. So it's not like I'm not interested. That's the only reason why there was no visit schedule. Cause I already went there. It's not, not much changed, but once we talked about some other things, uh, wait, hold up, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's not what I'm, the big part was though, is talking about Oscar. He said, we talked about that situation. We talked about it obviously because that's very contingent on, even if I was interested in them, that's why I wanted to meet with them to talk about that because that has a lot to do with me being interested in them at all. Don't really want to say what was said because that's another person's, I don't want to say what he's doing, that's his business, but obviously whatever we talked about was good enough for me to take the visit. So I guess that's news right there. I love the caveat. Like this guy is savvy enough to know like, okay, he's in the portal. Every time he talks about what's next for him, it's going to be taken with and run with. I just love... I, I love it, but I don't love it because you know how you, you mentioned, TJ, that you, you like certain aspects of Barstool and you don't like others? Well, for me, I really don't like Marty Mush. Just like he opens his mouth, he talks, and I'm just like, <laughs> I just can't stand the guy. So, I agree. Um, if, if, if Hunter Dickinson ends up in Kentucky, we need to get a new podcast host. Maybe maybe it could be the, the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. He, we, we, we do a good job with that. So uh, that like video that made its rounds and my friend group, I, uh, a friend I think had the exact same reaction. They're like, oh, Marty Mush. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't see his stuff anywhere. Well, he kind of got blackballed because he was Mr. Steal Your Girl with one of the most popular people in the company. So uh, that's kind of why he, he is in his oh, featured player. Yeah. So he, he's Hank's girl. And they weren't going to even renew his contract, but he ended up uh, getting that signed up for another year or two or something like that. I mean, could it be that just like maybe Hank's girl didn't like Hank anymore and it's not really Marty's fault that somebody that that she wasn't interested in another employee at Barstool anymore? Could that have been? Yeah, yeah, no. And I think all is fair in love and war um, other than like he didn't tell Hank that he was dating his girl. He found out elsewhere, like, you know, which is kind of a, yeah. shady way to go about it but also he just kind of sucks like i just don't find him entertaining he's just like a, a the most thick new york accent a duke fan he's just it's like what i picture as like the kind of dumb duke fan that i hate and so he's got to just be like bro that's so uh, just like shut up dude your voice it just drives me crazy uh, you're you're not alone i mean i've heard other people say that stuff i just i, I guess i don't I don't listen to the stuff that he does and don't see him enough to get annoyed by it. But uh, I thought in the podcast and that four minute clip, it was great. It, it, it was great <laughs> stuff, but an interesting look into just the recruiting process. There, there's so many layers to all this one, just a fascinating look that John Calipari still has it to be able to just take a private jet to a private small airport and meet the recruit that you want to talk to. The recruit comes to you for what it's worth. Did you, you did you see the airport too? The pictures no. of it? I mean, it looks like a rest area. That's how small it is. I mean, maybe it has a bathroom and a vending machine and a few chairs to sit in. It 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 is as tiny as it gets. 
What's there's a little private airport I think in Mount Sterling. I've been to that one. That is a that is very very small. So I'm guessing it's probably something similar to that. And they chatted for two hours. Obviously, I would imagine the conversation went pretty well if they're talking that long. Uh, well enough. To, to, he never really explains though why. Like, hey, you you already visited. You initially told Cal that you don't need to visit because you've already checked out what Lexington and UK has to offer. So why why did the visit get scheduled? It it's pretty clear it's because of the Oscar stuff. Yeah, but even I mean, still, like you know, he didn't he didn't go on to at first say like I need to visit if I know I'm a priority. So something something he didn't really go into detail about that. You're right that he does bring up the Oscar situation where it's like, well, you know, and, and maybe that's more of just I wasn't planning on visiting. That doesn't make sense. No, I can't even I can't even rationalize it right now. There, it doesn't really make sense. At first, he's like, I don't need to visit because I have Seen already it. checked it Been out, done that. which makes sense. And then next, he's talking about, well, I am going to visit. And regarding the Oscar situation, I wouldn't be heading down there if I didn't feel like I'm probably going to be needed or I'm probably going to be a priority. But somewhere along the way, also, like, why, you know, why the visit? And what I'm trying to get at is, Maybe the visit is, I know I want to go to UK. This is where I want to be. If they want me and they say Oscar's gone, I see the rest of the roster and how they've got things set up there. I'm going to go down there and basically pick out where I'm going to live. I'm going to go down there and sign and make sure that I'm going to, it's the right place for me. I could see that being the case. I could potentially see that being the case. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I think it's just more of just how seriously is he taking them? Um, whereas I, we, we talked about it all week. I was always skeptical of any sort of interest in Hunter Dickinson. Cause it felt like Kentucky was just going to bring Oscar Sheepway back. Um, this, this kind of legitimizes the interest. Uh, he'll get here on Sunday or yeah, that's right. Sunday be here for a texter, so, a texter points out a good point by the texter on the Thornton's text line, five, zero, two, four, one, four, 1450. He, he, once he found, once he taught, this is, thank you. We I've totally blanked on this part of the video. That's why sometimes it's good to play, play the audio. So he says that after meeting with Cal, they have a new strength and conditioning program. That's what he wants to check out. I, I mean, so but that's also just a convenient, like that. I mean, well, sure. On. But like, at least that was the part that I was missing. Then I totally yeah. forgot about that part in the video. So thank you, Texter, for pointing that out. That is that at least is his rationale about it. And I still do think it's like, okay, just for that. But still, at yeah. least that is the reason for it. Once Cal told him about that, he was like, okay, well, I maybe want to go see that for myself. But I still he's visiting is he visiting Kansas this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, or he was already there. Like I think he was there Wednesday or Thursday. So that that might be just wrapping up and then he's going to UK. Uh which it sounds like Bill Self really wants this guy. Um so I I'm 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 fascinated by where which direction that goes. You know, like is it because now we're in a kind of a cow bill self off. Uh, what was once a quiet recruitment is now really amped up. So uh that it's fascinating. And that's the thing is too, is. TJ's the, the Hunter Dickinson stuff is only like a part of the Kentucky basketball roster news that we got yesterday. It's just only, ha- only yeah, it really is. And we'll talk about that. 
here in a moment, but it, it, the, the stakes are pretty high here. It, it, there's, there's, I think, a couple different options. And one is UK gets one of Oscar Sheepway or Hunter Dickinson. Like I just talked about, I think the majority of Kentucky fans don't really give a hoot which one it is. Just get us one, and you're rocking and rolling into next season. Assuming Antonio Reeves is back, and then maybe the other piece of news that we're about ready to bring in up. But you just get one of those two big guys, you're rocking and rolling. Then the other option, if somehow Hunter Dickinson commits to Kansas, Oscar Shibwe stays in the draft, it's not doom and gloom for me. I think Bradshaw, you gonna you maybe want to go get a four at that point from the transfer portal. I still think you can do a lot of really fun things. It's just dependent on how good your big guys are, are going to be and how quickly they can get it together. But regardless of if they can still be good or not, and again, I think they would be, but if Cal somehow misses out on both, the reaction from the fan base, Roush, is going to be ugly with a capital U. U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no okay, alibi. Guy, you, ugly. you ugly. Yeah, hey, you ugly. You ugly. Uh, yeah. So what? What would be uglier, that or like how, how would fans handle if Kentucky is just like, all right, we'll take you, Dickinson, and then Oscar decides to come back, and then he transfers to Kansas. Oscar goes to Kansas. Yeah, that's a you know it's another possibility. But like, here's the deal: if Kentucky gets Hunter Dickinson, then who cares? <laughs> It'll be weird. It'll be See, kind of complicated. Maybe there will be some hurt feelings on the way out the door. Maybe there'll be hopes for a rivalry matchup that you can meet in the tournament. But who cares? Then you then you then then at that point, the UK and Cal, and thus the fans had have their decision made for them. They're rolling with Hunter Dickinson, and the other chips can fall where they may. At least you know you're locked, you're loaded, and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It- and and then it would get like automatically though it would become the biggest story in college basketball entering the season because there would any time one of them did something you would be comparing stats right like can't you see ESPN doing a big profile on the lead up to the Champions Classic I mean it that would be the because especially we're in this new era of college basketball in general where these big guys who are skilled at the college level but not wanted by at the NBA, they're getting paid and they're they're sticking around college for a while. This would be the first time we would see a big free agency move that would reshuffle the deck. And I know a lot of fans would be turned off by it, at least some old school guys, because it's just different. But I think it does at least add some intrigue. I, I, I would have – it would take me a minute to get readjusted to it. But it's kind of like – the one and done where if you thought uh, – if you told some some old-timer, right, that a guy who played at UK for one year would have his jersey in the rafters, they'd be like, ah, come on now. Whereas, you know, 10 years later, it's like, well, uh, yeah, duh. Like, they need to be up there. That's just how we operate now. I think the same thing would be said about this, that even if they did end their career at Kentucky, you'd be like, this is just the transfer portal nil arrow. This is how things work. Is um, it pl- – so it, Go ahead, no you got it. I was just going to ask, is it plausible that Kentucky gets both, or is that just completely out of the question? Out of the question. Got it. Yeah. You're not going to have Hunter Dickinson, Oscar Sheboy, Uganda Kingsley, Onionzo, and Bradshaw all there. 
Oh, what about Lance? What about Lance? No, it's not. Be be interesting. At that point, you really would have to go back to the platoon where you'd be like, all right, hey, you two are playing this 10-minute stretch, and then we're bringing these two in for a 10-minute stretch. And then whoever's kind of playing better, we'll figure it out there in the second half. But it's not. No, you're not going to get both of them. And, again, it is. It's a different era. I know that there would be some people worked up or heartbroken to see Oscar go to potentially another college. But UK's got to look out for for number one, and that is just getting the getting a, yeah. a, a great another great piece in the interior. If that's what they want to do, and it seems like players are buying in, even with the the way the rest of the roster is shaken out, make it happen. I don't care which one it is between the two. I'll be happy with either. I'll be able to talk myself into some good things with either. We've talked already our preferences. We already did our list of of, of how it shakes out there. To me, it truly is the first one that wants to sign up and, and be a Kentucky Wildcat for next season. That's the well, one I want. And, and as Kyle put it, and he's going to talk about, and he'll, he'll be able to explain it with more depth in hour two. Uh, there, there's not really an indication of what Oscar is going to do, other than he said, "Cal, you got to do what you need to do. Don't wait on me." Sort of deal. That's kind of how I took it. So Kentucky's doing. They're trying to fill up that center position, so uh, it's 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 just fascinating to watch this unfold because it's unlike it's unlike anything else we've seen. I mean, we got a national player of the year that we might be recruiting over here in Lexington. <laughs> it's fascinating times for UK basketball, <laughs> and then we find out you have Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader. He goes on ESPN six eighty, says Chris Livingston fifty fifty coming back to UK. That's pretty wild. And I'm not buying it for a second. I don't really. He said it on this old Louie yesterday. I was listening. I was, I was scoots. I was in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, just flat as could be. Didn't see a hill for miles in any direction. And Ben Roberts says that. And I'm like, whoa, this is big time news. And Roush, I was reading the KSR plus plus message board. Mm-hmm. And Jack, he, he kind of detailed the situation. And his overall sentiment was once you break it down, this isn't really news because nothing's really changed. And he wasn't trying to, like, rub it in as, like, I don't know why people are getting – you know, he wasn't doing that. Yeah, which, yeah. He, he, Jack also is really good at taking the, like, one piece of information. And it's him and Justin, Roland, are like, how do I take one piece of information – and then add 800 words of context. And I, I, I credit to them, but the to synthesize a lot of that is, yes, it's 50-50 as how Kentucky sees it, but a lot of the other signs are just pointing to him looking for an opportunity to, to jump to the NBA. Like that's, that's ultimately what he wants more. Kentucky is still being t- – you know, they're kind of operating like, you know, it could be a toss-up. But at the same time, it, uh, I feel like the winds haven't dramatically shifted in the other direction towards him potentially returning. He still ultimately, is looking for a way out. Kind ultimately, of I agree with you. Not yeah. not doesn't make for as fun as radio. But my overall point to Jack – and Jack, again, wasn't like trying to put people's nose in it or anything like that. But I, I, I think regardless, I do think it's news because I think everybody had automatically assumed he was gone. 
And just to hear again from UK through other folks, and again, we'll talk with Kyle Tucker and see what he's hearing on this situation, but to hear through UK, even if it is just an update and it's like, hey, UK's mind actually hasn't changed about this. Well, everybody else's has. Everybody yeah, else has yeah. assumed that he was gone. So just the fact that you're even hearing, well, maybe not, it does totally go, whoa, all right, hold on. Let's at least talk about it. Let's at least picture what it'd look like. And I think it'd be a lot of fun if you did get him back. Gosh, that at that point, you get him back, you get Reeves back, one of Oscar or Hunter, and boom, you are totally loaded. Preseason, top five, deservedly so. The only question mark would be, are your guards ready to rock and roll? Would be a big question mark. However, I think the answer is yes, because I really like those guards. But it'd be a lot of fun. So we'll see. I agree with you, Roush. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think he's going to come back. And he's been sharing a lot of like pro draft stuff on Instagram, supposedly. Not that I'm keeping up with Chris Livingston's Instagram, but I've been told such. So something to keep an eye on, though, and at least gives you, at least makes you think about it. We're going to end our one here. Oh, are we going to tease the other big news of yesterday? I, well, I don't. What was the other big news of yesterday? Oh, big roster news, buddy. It's kind of buried in it all, but yeah, I guess we'll get to it in oh, the. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, big news. Yeah. Yeah. Big news. Big news. We'll come back. We will talk about Great it. Tease, Terry. <laughs> Hour two, Kentucky roll call coming up next on Big X Sports Radio. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Here Roll on Big Action call. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Want to give a shout out to my wife. Happy fifth anniversary. Hey, oh, did you come beautiful, up with a gift? Spring day. I did. I did. And I worked it. I worked in the wood aspect of it. So she got a nice five year wood gift. The place I bought the, the gift for her when I was walking out of the store, I saw a wood gift that I liked better. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, but I'm not going to, one, I'm not going to like go back and say, hey, Give, can I can I can I refund these so I can get that? And then I was like, but maybe I'll just go get that and add it to it. It'll be a nice big anniversary gift, and and that will be fun. I didn't. I was like, I'll think about it. I'll go home. Anyways, wife wanted to see what she got yesterday after we put the baby down. So I was like, all right, I'll show you. And then she was like, oh, well, I didn't do the wood thing. And I was like, oh, well, there's this thing at the store. If you want to get that, then this can just be a nice big. <laughs> couple's gift here so she may or may not do that she said she may check it out but um yeah so i one i was like all right if they're gonna have stupid little themes for anniversaries i may as well try to play along and i thought it was i thought it was a nice little gift and she liked it so uh, good I, I i did i did figure it out scooch thanks thank you for asking rash what the hell's going on with you in the lottery buddy <laughs> uh, you know i just um that was supposed to be my wedding anniversary gift. No kidding. I know. It, it was supposed to. Uh, I did the thing, too, where I, I, I timed out when my visit was going to be to go get the lottery and tickets. And then uh, 
uh, Duke was being a jerk and wouldn't go to sleep, and I just forgot about it because uh, I was supposed to go when I when I did my little Top Golf night. I was going to go get it during my excursion out there and uh, just slipped my mind. So you know what? Well, I'll, I'll pay the cheese tax. Uh, we'll we'll be double dipping this weekend, but uh, I did screw the pooch, and for that, uh, you know, please give give me all the hell I, I deserve it. I think it's so easy. I mean, so easy to touch your fingertips on your phone to be able to do it. I think John yeah, Spears appropriately named you all yesterday. Yeah, Spears took a big shot at us. Here, Scoots, Scoots has the audio. I do. Let's play it. The uh, idiots in the morning. That's the new. <laughs> That should, that should be the new theme song. Can we can we add that to <laughs> can we add that to the intro? Definitely needs to be a drop. It's pretty good. Maybe Especially we get the... to sing an entire jingle of it. Oh man, that was great! <laughs> Idiots in the morning. Doesn't that sound like the old school? Um, like when WHAS would have those. I don't want to say it was like a choir, but you you know what I'm talking about that very like I can picture them saying. Lachlan McLean, 84 WHAS. And it, it had a very old timing, like the kind of jingles that Jesse Katsopoulos would make back in the day. <laughs> so you want that, but it'd be like the roll call of Boys in the Morning. Yeah. AKA it's, the Idiots in the Morning. Yeah. It's <laughs> Kentucky Roll Call, the Idiots in the Morning. It's pretty good. Maybe Spears can do the whole jingle for us. Yeah. I'll talk to him about it today. It'd probably involve him working, so I doubt he'd probably be into it. <laughs> Let's read a few texts before we have Kyle Tucker on here soon enough. Get your text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Do want to remind everybody about Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses in all of America. And it started right here in Kentucky. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off. And know every time that you buy at ShadyRays.com, you're helping feed hungry folks right here in this great country of ours. So go to ShadyRays.com, get your sunglasses. They make for great gifts. They have different shades for literally every occasion. And promo code BIGX will give you 25% off today. What do we got on the text line? Robert says, uh, John Mulaney live in Louisville was awesome and hilarious. Love his shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of John Mulaney, too. My wife is not. So it's it's kind of like me with Marty Mush's voice. John Mulaney's voice just, like, crawls up my wife's neck. I don't know why she, she no, just No, I it. told the person. <laughs> I ain't bad. doing it. I ain't doing it. Not There's bad, a little dude. John Mulaney for your Friday. I like John Mulaney. I, I have not seen him in person, but I do enjoy him. Uh, Jack and Jill is the worst ever movie ever made. That is the real punishment. <laughs> Who's watching Jack and Jill? Yeah, no, that and Norbit. Didn't, didn't watch either of those. Uh, I, same. Me neither. Scoots definitely has seen Jack and Jill. There's no doubt about it. I that. have not seen Jack and Jill, but I've seen Norbit. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Eddie Murphy was so perfect in Nutty Professor. The second one was a stretch, and it's like, okay, let's just, uh, let's not keep trying this bit, but no, they kept they kept trying. They kept trying. Texter says, TJ, Matt made sure not to mention you in the Livingston tweet. I don't know really that what that is referring to, but the Livingston stuff wasn't my news. It was really Ben Roberts' news that he shared yeah, you, on, you, on 680. You just put it on the social media and made people aware. 
I did. Uh, I did put it out, and uh, somebody reached out, and they were like, "Hey, I appreciate you doing that." Um, I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, it, it was your interview. It was good. It was a really interesting sound bit, interesting quote. Uh, happy, happy to do it." And I think this text probably for the wrong show, but uh, she's Kelly Craft said the book was available in the library. Uh, it's an LGBT book. Her point was that it's inappropriate. Not saying I agree, but that was the point. I don't think we brought that up, so that must yeah. have been for us. Don't don't think we did bring that up. Um, but if you admit it for us, we read it anyways. You all need to check out comedian Andrew Schultz. He tells offensive jokes, but in the most non-offensive way. I think I've heard some of his stuff. My my just big thing is like, um, just committing to a stand-up is is difficult for me. Like I. I I enjoy it once I get into it, but uh, picking that to choose over watching other things is just uh, lower on my my uh, pecking order. Especially when you feel like we've got a lot of sports happening this time of year, so it's kind of and a lot of really good shows that I'm still playing catch up on. So, um, wait, speaking of catching up, did you uh, catch up with the what's happening with C.J. Frederick? You're gonna find a way to tie it in. I did. So the latest buzz is CJ Frederick will play college basketball, just probably not at Kentucky. He may transfer. That's the latest rumblings that he's going to hit the road, Jack, and not look back and go play somewhere else. The and the kind of line of thinking is that he would like to play a prominent role for a team, which I guess. Reeves would take over the role that they had for him last year. Similar, like, right, right. Like, is that kind of the line of thinking where instead of being first guard off the bench, he would be the second or third? And he's just like, ah, I'd rather, if I'm going to go through all this and play, I want to actually play, which I can't, can't say I blame him. I, I can't, you know, he's got to do whatever he wants. And what he wants to do is exactly what he should do. But what I would, wasn't he thinking about retiring because he wasn't sure his body was going to take it? Going to yeah. be able to take a whole another season. So instead, now it's changed to he wants a ton of minutes. Like bring on, I want as many. I guess maybe he has the mindset like if I'm going to put my body through it, I may as I well, as well pay play. Off his play. Yeah, I guess I could yeah. understand that. I, I thought that the the situation was setting up nicely for him at UK, where hey, no, you're not going to get a ton of minutes, and you're definitely not going to be like the go to big time player. However if you can knock down shots, you're going to get opportunities. And if you get a game where you're hot, you're going to stay out there on the floor and you're not going to be the prime focal point of the offense. Not that he ever really was anyways, but it may be a little bit easier for you. And I thought that that could be a good role for him, given his injury status, where you're not going to have a ton of more wear and tear on your body, but you will still get some minutes here and there. However, if he wants to go be the guy somewhere and make sure he gets a lot more shots, I totally understand it. You only get one go of this college basketball thing, and if that's how he wants to finish his career, I don't think people can really blame him for it. And I definitely think UK could maybe kind of get creative in the transfer portal. Find a player that you really think could turn into something special, but maybe still a year or two away, and see if you can get somebody that's going to be cool with, hey, you're going to probably be a bench player. And specifically, I'd love to go get another shooter. And maybe in two or three years, whoever this mystery person would be and Reed Travis or Reed Travis, Reed Shepard, you're happy that you have them in the fold. And this could be an opportunity for UK basketball if if you do have Frederick lead leave the program. I don't know if if he if he does leave, if that if they would want to fill that spot necessarily. Maybe they just say, Okay, well, we've got the arrow. We know we want to play him a little bit. 
we don't need anybody that's going to be maybe pushing into his minutes as is. I don't know. But I think it would give you an opportunity to go get somebody else. I'd take advantage of it. And we'd wish CJ the best. It's been really unfortunate. It hasn't worked out for him at UK really at all. Injuries have played a role in that, obviously, in a, in a major way. But, yeah, Roush, I think you just wish him the best. And I, if I were UK, I'd try to replace him. That, that's the part that I'm not – that I, I I'm not sure on is like am I gung ho on finding a replay? Like I, I just I don't. Maybe our texters have the stronger opinions because I'm kind of just like one way or the other on whether you you get another one because Dillingham, Wagner, Reeves, Reed, Edwards is can kind of play guard. I mean, is that enough? Uh Think I don't. I guess the way that injuries have been, I'd be more convinced that you need to get somebody. But that that that's the part that I'm unsure of. Like I, I just I'm not. I haven't put my flag in the ground saying, "Ha, huh, let's uh, let's go get somebody." Haven't don't don't have the strongest take, um, one way or the other. Yeah, I I, I think you would want to go get somebody. I do think you'd have enough guards for what it was worth. But between Dilly Wagner. Shepard probably in a limited capacity. Reeves, Edwards, more of a wing, but he could probably handle the ball in maybe not a point guard capacity, but maybe in a two capacity in a pinch and maybe in a one capacity in a pinch. Uh, and then Thiero, whatever he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I, see, I really uh, like is what I forget about, and I just did there. And I, like, I feel like I'm kind of confident. Like, okay, let, let, just let Thiero get more minutes. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would be. I'm really excited about his potential. Another one of my buddies who's big UK basketball guy, he he isn't as high on Thierro as I am. Uh, but Scoots, maybe we try to get Kyle Tucker on the line? Uh, it's going to voicemail. I oh. guess you didn't. Yeah, didn't see that. He's going to try again. No. I'll, I'm trying. I've called a few times now. Yeah, it's central time. He's probably a little slow getting up. I it happens. Know. I'll keep trying. Yeah. Well, thanks, Scoots. Appreciate it. Uh, I did not see the... Where did you see the voicemail bit? Uh, he texted us. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I message. I, and we've got a nice text line here that we communicate through, and Scoots always seems to just text. So, I don't, I don't have... I, I, I appreciate it, Scoots, because I don't... Uh, I, I, Rash gets it on his computer, so he still sees it. You don't get you don't get iMessage on your computer? No, I get... No. I, I, oh, text, I think I he's do. calling now. Hold tight. Are you, are you not an Appler? TJ, yeah, but I don't do all the sync, and I don't, I don't need it. It's unnecessary. <laughs> so you'd it's rather use, you'd rather use a different app than just have it all connected and use one, because you when use I'm, like GChat and stuff, right? I use GChat. I've got a group. Yeah, I, I use some GChat with my with my friends on the computer. Yeah, I, you could just text them. Yeah, it's not it's not a huge deal. Kyle is <laughs> alive and well, ready to go. Okay, anyways, Kyle, help us out here. Uh, we we, de- we desperately need your thoughts on the Republican debate the other day. Uh, we're we're, we're failing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we really do want your thoughts on UK's roster situation. Yesterday was kind of a wild day with the Hunter Dickinson news. What's your take on yep. the latest? We provided the background for everybody, but where do you think things stand today, just a few days before Hunter Dickinson is set to visit and Oscar Shibwe's decision still in limbo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very much up in the air at this point because um, while I think it's a, it was a pretty significant 
revelation that Cal hopped on the jet, flew to a private, you know, airstrip in Michigan and basically sat there on the tarmac with uh, Hunter Dickinson for two hours and convinced him to take a visit, even though he'd already visited in high school and said he felt like he didn't need to see the school again. Um, you know, and the next day the, the visit is scheduled. I think that's pretty significant. Um, but Dickinson is really entertaining a lot of, um, a lot of callers, uh, so to speak. I mean, he's already, he's currently on a visit to Kansas. Uh, he's taking a visit to Villanova next week. There's one school that he teased on his podcast that he's been thinking about, but that, you know, may or may not get one, his last visit, Maryland and Georgetown, where he's from. Uh, he did unofficial visits to, uh, I believe Maryland hired one of his former coaches that he was really close with. So I, I don't think it's like locked up for Kentucky. Uh, I do think there is this, um, some level of hesitation with Dickinson about wanting to know for sure that Oscar's not just going to like pop back up in Lexington and, and be, uh, you know, create an awkward situation there. I, you know, I think he, you know, he sort of alluded to the fact that I think also kind of a big deal. He alluded to the fact that whatever he talked about with Cal Perry without, you know, putting anybody else's business out there gave him enough comfort about the Oscar situation to go ahead with the visit. So, um, I, I think it's all kind of trending towards the Dickinson, uh, addition, but I don't think that's locked up yet. Um, I, I think that you could also potentially read this from Kentucky's perspective as, uh, applying a little pressure for Oscar to just tell them what he's going to do. Uh, I think they would like to know what he's going to do. Uh, I don't think they want to push him necessarily, but I do think they they need to proceed with their roster. I, I also know that Oscar has, in one way or another, sort of let let it be known that I understand that. Go you know go do what you have to do. Um, there won't be any hard feelings. Um, but I think Kentucky would just like to know one way or the other. Um, and I think I do think it's real that Oscar has been entertaining coming back. I mean, very much real. And I think he knows he knows the math that he can make, you know, probably significantly more money at Kentucky, one than any other school. I don't think I have not thought transfer was a was a, was a thing for him, um, but certainly more than going into the draft where he either will be undrafted or late second round pick, and either way signing a two way deal. So um, it's a tough spot for Oscar. That's the big. The big takeaway for me is just that this is like such a delicate, awkward situation for everybody. And it felt like it was always going to be that if he even remotely entertained coming back, that it was always going to be an awkward dance of how bad does Kentucky want him back and what does Kentucky do pursuing other people while they wait. And so that's kind of where we are now. Kyle, I'm curious. We're speaking with Kyle Tucker from The Athletic. I'm curious. Your So your message that you sent out yesterday that was – uh, essentially Oscar giving his blessing. Do you have any more? Like, I'm just trying to wonder what that would look like or how how they would go about having that conversation because it is a, a fine dance and kind of an awkward one that we're not accustomed to, to seeing around here. Yeah, I doubt it was much of a conversation. I think it was probably just getting a message to Cal that, hey, you know, I understand what you have to do. Um, and I, you know, I think Oscar's a pretty mature guy, and he knows. I mean, he knows what Cal. You know, Cal's going to go get the best team he can get, and he's got to, and he can't wait around. Um, you know, I, I don't. I think it's not. It doesn't take. Um, 
it doesn't take um, a rocket scientist to understand that, like, if you're losing a player like Oscar Shibway, and there are other players, you know, high-level players, you know, available to come in, especially when most of your team is going to be freshmen next year, um, that you've got to go get that. And you can't kind of wait around for Oscar, um, and you can't sort of hold his spot. That's the other – I mean, you can't, you can't tell him, uh, well, you're definitely the 35-minute-a-game starting center next year if, you know, Oscar decides he's going to drag this into, you know, next month, which he has, you know, until the middle of next month, officially, you know, technically, to, to make his NBA decision. Um, Kentucky just can't wait that long. I mean, it's just that's going to be that's going to be one of the byproducts of of the transfer portal. Is there is there's just not going to be the luxury for teams to and coaches to let guys sort of dilly dally and and not at least try to replace them. I mean, look, if a really great player entertains the draft and then wants to come back, I'm sure that they would make room for him. Um, unless, of course, they literally get someone as good or better than him while they're waiting, and that's what Kentucky's a rare school that could do that. Most schools, if they had a guy like Oscar, you know, a two-time All-American flirting with the draft, they would just say, like, yeah, we can just wait and see what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, because they're probably not going to get a player of that caliber to replace him. But at, at Kentucky, you know, Cal can hop on a jet and jump right into the mix with Hunter Dickinson. Cal, have you gotten a sense from UK behind the scenes if they have a preference in this whole scenario? We've talked about how you can't really go wrong. Either player is obviously great. One of the best bigs in college basketball instantly you could just plug into your roster. One, obviously, you're more familiar with, but one that you also have played against and previously recruited as a high school player. But do you think Kentucky kind of has a their if it, if it, if it goes the way we want, it would look like this, or is it just whoever wants to say yes first is who they want? I would say probably – closer to the latter just you know got to get one of them because i think either one of them you can play next to aaron bradshaw as a stretchy four uh, and also as a rim protector you know help side rim protector to make up for the fact that neither of them is necessarily that uh dickinson a little more so than oscar but um you know they both have defensive limitations i think uh dickinson maybe less so um you know they're both they both, you know, come with flaws, even though they're these great college players. Because, and we know that because they would be in the NBA <laughs> without a doubt if they didn't. Um, but you know, I would say if you gave them truth serum, there's probably a level of desire to just sort of start fresh. I mean, look, you've had two years with Oscar. You know what you are, you know, with Oscar, and it is he's great uh, individually. He raises the floor of your team dramatically, but it seems like there's a, you know, there's a possibility that he's limiting their ceiling. Uh, certainly offensively. He, I don't think you can even argue that he limits what you can do offensively. And he's a, and he hurts you. Um, he, he helps your offense because of the, all, all the offensive rebounds, but in terms of stylistically and how you want to play, having Oscar out there is going to limit what you can do. And then defensively, we know those issues. I think the Hunter Dickinson appeal one while he's not a great defender, he's instead of six eight, he's seven one, and just being that big uh, creates a little more deterrent to people just taking straight line drives to the basket. And he does block more shots. He blocked almost two a game last season. He has been an uh, uh, all Big Ten, uh, all defense 
selection in the past, although Oscar's been a National Defensive Player of the Year finalist, and we know that is probably uh, absurd. Um, but I think the big area for Hunter Dickinson, where he is an upgrade, is that he's just a much more interesting offensive player. He can step out. I think he hit 25 threes last season. Oscar's never made one in his career. He's only attempted two, I think, or three. Um, he, he can legitimately step out and make shots. So he gives you a little more spacing, although they do post him up a lot or did post him up a lot at Michigan. Uh, and, and the other thing is he's a really good passer, and you know Oscar has not been that. You know He's also a seven-foot-one guy as a passer, so when he gets doubled and you know swarmed, he can see over and pass over, pass out of those situations. I just think he probably opens up the offense a lot more for Kentucky uh, than Oscar does. So, you know, given truth serum, I would think that there's probably a slight preference for Hunter Dickinson. But, you know, circling back to the original point, I think they'd be ecstatic to get either of those guys back because, of the, you know, all American big men don't just grow on trees necessarily. So there's there's only a couple of them out there. And Kentucky's got basically a, a, a coin flip to get at least one of them. So do you have a preference? I, I think it would be fun to just cover something different. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm always, like, I, like I, I could not have more respect for Oscar. I think he is uh, a good human. I think he cares a lot about other people about using his platform to do good. Um, I, I think many, many good things about Oscar. I've never, I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody play harder, uh, you know, or at least in his, in his specific area, rebound harder than Oscar. Um, if they had actually won the Kansas State game, I think that we would think about Oscar so much differently because those two games <laughs> would have, you know, to get them out of that weekend if they had done it by him were some of the most insanely intense just I'm I'm like dying to help my team win you know performances that we've seen from him I mean I thought at times he looked like Shaq against Kansas State and you know the 25 rebounds in the first round game were pretty remarkable and and that's the crazy thing the guys averaged 21 and 20 in three NCAA tournament games they've only won one of them Um, which again goes back to you kind of are what you are with Oscar. Even when he's good, it's you're you're having to sort of scratch and claw because of some of the limitations. And so, um, I, I think it would be interesting to see them sort of refresh and reboot. And because they could play a little bit differently with a guy like Hunter Dickinson, I'm kind of fascinated to see that. Plus, you could, you know, very likely uh, play two seven footers side by side pretty much at all times. Uh, which I know some people would cringe at, but I think Bradshaw is skilled enough that that would uh, that would make make for an interesting and certainly difficult to you know score inside against lineup for Kentucky. And the reason to be a little different there with those two seven footers, both of them could spread the floor, especially Bradshaw, like you said. But Dickinson, if you have him, he can spread the floor as well. And as you mentioned, such a good passer in that spot. And in all these situations, it's worth mentioning as these reporters do a great job covering this stuff. And we're talking with Kyle Tucker here from The Athletic. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Kyle Tucker underscore The Athletic. And I'll subscribe to The Athletic, obviously, to read all his great stuff there. But in a situation, there's 
nil situations, roster, who's coming, who's going. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff going on. Maybe there is in the Oscar and Hunter Dickinson spot, but it definitely seems to be the case maybe with Chris Livingston in terms of what is his the agency clutch, what are they telling him. But it was news yesterday to hear that UK still feels somewhat optimistic about the chances of Chris Livingston return for a sophomore year. Do you think that's possible? Is UK are they being overly optimistic in this spot? Uh, and what is going on behind the scenes there? No, I, I think I think UK is probably realistic in that he, there's a there's a heavy pull. I mean, clutch is what it is. They they their guys uh, typically if they feel like if they're being told by by clutch that they're you know draft picks or first round picks they trust them and they go and and um you know i i would strongly disagree with anybody that's telling chris livingston that he's a first round pick which i think people are uh i would i would even argue it's highly questionable whether he's a draft pick um and you know to that point you know i have asked a number of nba scouts on a number of nba teams that very question and none of them think he's a first round pick and uh, many of them think he would have to really crush the pre-draft process to get drafted and so i don't i like if you're advising chris livingston just without a question to go i don't think you're doing him a service i, I like i think he likes it at kentucky i think he personally is very realistic uh, about the fact that he's still developing um, I think he's always been very level-headed. You know, there was all the buzz about you know are people around him happy that he's the position he's playing, how he's been used, all that. That's probably all true, but the kid himself has always been, I think, really even-keeled, really mature, uh, really introspective and understanding of where he is. And I think that's true now. And I think if it was just, hey, Chris, do you want to come back? If it was just, if it was as simple as that, like asking the kid, what do you want to do? And then let's do that. He'd be back at Kentucky. I think the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of pressure on him to go. And a lot of, I think, frankly, bad information going to him. If if he's being told he's a first round pick, he's being, I think, misled. And so, um, you know, you, you hope that there are enough people around him to say, look, we've talked to all these NBA teams and like nobody's saying that. <laughs> so, you know, if you like it at Kentucky and you feel like you developed over the year, and there's just no question that he developed over the course of the year and he played so much better down the stretch. I mean, that's the other thing. The story of the tournament might have ended up being Chris Livingston just really fully emerging um, if they'd gone a little deeper. And then maybe, you know, maybe then it does make sense, you know, if he has a, just an incredible run, but. I think he played really well, really good, not great, but really good down the stretch. And you could, you know, you could squint and see what he could become and think he could be really, really good year two. Um, you know, and to me, that's the move. I mean, I like, I don't care what the kid does. I've never, ever cared if these guys, you know, are in a great spot and they leave, like, good for them. And I, and I, I, I think they should when they know they're going to be high draft picks. But I just hate to see a guy that looks like he could really like have a, an awesome year as a second-year guy and maybe really genuinely help his stock be sort of pushed out the door and into a life that is, I mean, I would bet my life just about that whatever happens with his actual draft, he's going to spend most, if not all, of next season in the G League, and that's not a glamorous life. Um, yeah. I just I don't understand why you would sign up for that if you have a chance to come back and, you know, 
be a dude at Kentucky. Totally agree. As always, Kyle, super interesting stuff. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Real quick, you can just answer this question, but let's say Reeves, Livingston, and UK gets one of Hunter or Oscar. Is, where do you rank them preseason? What's the expectation for that team? With Reeves, with Livingston, one of Hunter or Oscar, with everybody else that we know is either coming back or coming in, where would you put that team? If they got both Reeves and Livingston back and got Hunter Dickinson and or Oscar, um, I would, you know, I, I think as it stands, I'm skeptical that they're even a preseason top 25 team because I think I need, they got to prove it. And and that's really no shade at them. It's just a, a statement of fact of, of where we are in college basketball. If you're rolling four or five freshmen out there, you're not winning big, period. Like, if that's what you're leaning on, you're just not right now. Like, college basketball is old. And I know these are highly ranked guys, and, you know, the difference is do you have the very, very best? And they do have the very best of the 2023 class. I think we've talked ad nauseum about how the 2023 class might not be overall super great. I do think DJ is really good. I think Justin Edwards is really good. I think Aaron Bradshaw is a guy who's going to have to develop over the course of the year. It's really intriguing, but will have to develop. I think Rob Dillingham is a complete wild card. How is Cal going to react to the style he wants to play? How are they going to manage all that? Um, and just the simple fact that freshmen just don't win anymore. I mean, there, were, there was not a single starting freshman in the Final Four this year. And so you better put some veterans around them. Without that, all those things happening, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of them as a preseason top 25 team. They would have to earn that on the floor in my eyes. If you get Hunter Dickinson and you get Reeves and, and Livingston back with Adu and Ugana back i think we have another debate whether ugana changes his mind again if they get a guy like hunter dickinson but um then i think you then they're you know top 15 probably going into the season and that's really more about skepticism for me like i need to see them do it because they haven't done it in four years um but i think i think you could very much imagine them being a contender with that roster um short wow. of that i think there are a lot of questions we got the headline, Kyle Tucker hates Kentucky's upcoming basketball team. <laughs> no, not at all. I just think I think everybody should go into this season with skepticism and tempered expectations because I think if you go in going, they're preseason number one, you're just setting yourself up. You know, I don't think that I don't think Cal should want that for this team. Uh, because they're in a mode where they gotta go prove it now. Well, and, and that is one thing that's going to be nice is, um, especially from the national media perspective, you're going to get people like me who uh, I buy in every single year. I buy into the hype, especially when you got guys like DJ Wagner, who's got that dog in him. But the, from a national perspective, all these way too early top 25s, they're barely cracking them. Um, when we go into the season, like I, I can envision the stories now. It's very much a... Uh, uh, I don't want to say revenge tour, but th there is definitely going to be a chip on their shoulder, uh, a lot of proven mentality. So we're looking forward to it. We appreciate you uh, coming on with us this morning. Uh, it's it's an exciting time, a different kind of will they stay or will they go conversation. Um, uh, unlike previous years, you got the portal. It's just it's a whole there's, there's there's a lot happening, a lot of moving parts right now. By the way, if you're on your third straight revenge tour, at some point you got to actually get revenge. Oh, it's true. He's absolutely <laughs> right. He usually yeah, is. Yeah. Kyle Tucker, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your weekend, buddy, and we'll talk to you down the road. Bye, my man.
All right, Kyle Tucker from The Athletic. Really good insight and analysis and where things yeah. stand. Totally agree with him on if UK had to choose between the two, you'd probably go Dickinson, but you can't go wrong with either. I'd be more bullish. on. I'd, I'd be very excited about a team that would have Hunter Dickinson or Oscar Shibway, Reeves, and Livingston. I wouldn't help myself. I'd be like, that's definitely a top-five team where you should have Final Four aspirations. But I still don't think Livingston probably comes back uh, even still, I, I will be high on that basketball team. If you get a, one of those elite bigs to come back, and especially if you get Reeves like everybody's assuming. So let's take our, fir- our our last break, come back, we'll get to the Thornton's text line, and send you off onto your weekend. This is KRC. I'm Big oh, MCJ. Yeah. That's Justin Kaler. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. No, the guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Here we go. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Friday, it's almost weekend time. Big Thunder weekend here in town. A lot to get excited about. I mentioned earlier, I had somebody reach out and say, where where do we go for the Big Exports Radio golf cart? BigExportsRadio.com. That's an easy place to go if you want to buy it there. Or you can just call 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Under $25 a round. For the, some of the nicest courses in the area, Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. Again, BigExportsRadio.com, 812-725-1457. All right. Uh, fun having Kyle Tucker on. A lot of interesting stuff there. I agreed with a lot of what he said. I, I would be, like I said, a little higher on that UK team than I think he is. But he's right about just – Freshman in today's college basketball, when you've got so many five-year guys, sometimes six-year guys, Jamal Baker, a 12th-year guy, you got a lot of people out there. So freshman, it's a little bit tougher. It's a different game. That being said, if you had Reeves and you you may not be as freshman dependent with the exception of the point guard position, then you would then you may normally think. And mm-hmm. You could let those guys kind of grow at their own speed. If you get their potential come March, then hell yeah, they're going to be lottery and first-round picks for reasons. But if you don't, you still probably have enough experience where you should be a pretty solid team getting you to a good position in March in the tournament to see if those freshmen are ready to take that next step. So I'd be pumped about it, but it's it's not official yet. Nothing. They're, they're still missing pieces on this U.K. basketball roster. Yep, still still missing. I, I I I like that energy, although I'm still just not. I know college basketball is older and all this, but um, if you have, you you can still be successful if that talent's young and you have three or four of your primary players are older guys, which I think that is part of what makes Livingston um, so attractive as a returning piece. Right, is because that would give mm-hmm. you. You know, that, that just adds another guy who can build on um, a, a solid into his freshman campaign. Uh, I also like, too, that um, Kyle was not mincing words with, like, 
I don't care who you talk to, that guy is not a first round pick. And like he's maybe not even a pick at all. So like whoever's advising him is an idiot. That that's not verbatim uh, what he said, but like, pretty close. That, yeah, yeah. Which I, I appreciate that because that does need to be like we we normally um, talk about it more gingerly. But yeah, like that. Nil was made for guys like Chris Livingston to come back for a second season. I agree, and he he talked about how he turned it on late and started playing better. Totally agree with that, and the numbers are good. They're not like Oscar Shibway eye-popping numbers, but they're good numbers. And he didn't really shoot well. He He's shooting – he slumped a little bit towards the end of the year, but he still put himself in a position where you had to have him on the floor because he was doing everything else so well. And to add that length and that athleticism to the roster that we already know UK is going to have, it's a lot of fun. And then in your wildest dreams, you envision him maybe playing a little bit of the four. If it ends up being the three, you know, who really cares? It, it can all kind of be the same. That's exciting as well. It gives you some options. So I, I, I hope that Ben Roberts is right. I hope that the people that say, yeah, UK don't doesn't think it's impossible because he should come back. It, 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 and if it's up to him, I thought that was interesting as well. Like this is another kind of Uganda Kingsley situation where – if it's up to the kid, he probably would like to just come back to UK, be a basketball player. Kentucky has a good thing going there, but there's so many different outside factors. And Kyle dropped that in that hey, if UK does get Hunter Dickinson, you may see you gonna hit the hit the road again. Which I was like, whoa, okay, if that happens, that's gonna be crazy too. I don't want that to happen. I, I, you want your cake and to be able to eat it too. I follow up. Maybe I should have asked Kyle. Was would that apply if Oscar comes back too? If Oscar's back, could you see you gonna leaving? Because they're boys, so maybe they could be more likely to stay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think. I bet Uganda's probably going to be in Lexington for another year, regardless yeah, yeah. of what happens at that spot. I think he's done doing his dance. I think so, at least for this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's um, get to the text. I, I wanted to mention a quick uh, recruiting thing because I had a little bit of stuff yesterday. Uh, Four-star tight end to Marion Witten is visiting this weekend. He plays for Ted Ginn Sr.'s team, who was an undefeated state champ last year at Cleveland-Glenville. It's like a big Ohio State recruiting ground, but Vince is still getting him in town for a visit. That's huge. Really talented guy. Uh, one worth watching. They got a lot, of, a lot of options. A lot of options at tight end. A lot of talented ones. And then Cortland Ford's visit begins today. Uh, I got some word that South Carolina was uh, trying to butt in, but from everything that uh, I, I've spoken to multiple people, and they're still pretty confident Kentucky's the place to be, and that we could have a commitment from Ford to Kentucky by the time we're on the show next Monday. So uh, just a few little recruiting things uh, for your, your weekend. Well, right where we pick up on the Thornton sex line, Roush, I read your inside scoop on the potential new offensive tackle. Is Roush the new Justin Rowland, says one texter? <laughs> Hey man, I'm not. Justin is much more like he he casts a wider net, but I'll I'll have some some stuff here and there. So you know, just uh, Roush has got the scoop, folks. Ha 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 ha. Says one texter. Scoots, I sincerely apologize if I came across offensive in any way about the Android joke. I've used the strikes me joke on Roush and TJ in the past, and it's all in good fun. I'm just goofing like I do on 90% of my text messages. Apologies on that, buddy. I, I was not offended or insulted in any way, Plumley bro, so don't don't worry about it. I was just more so confused how I could strike somebody as an Android user. That's it. 
if you want to get Scoots riled up, just send, get it, get him, get him confused. The best way to get Scoots riled up is just kind of get his brain working where he can't really understand what why something's being said. Or or and, talk crap about my golf game also works. Yeah, Every time. That's also something you just can't really comprehend that you're not a good golfer, unfortunately. Okay. Hmm. I'm a fine golfer. Let's move on. You got to get back out there, Scoots. I know. I'm ready. Two two weeks. I'm playing. My brother Sco- says Scoots. he's going to take you to the bone zone on the golf course. Wow. I'm wow. not I'm not playing with him then. I'm not looking for that type of relationship on the golf course. That means he's going to beat you badly. Oh, okay. He's going to take all your money, bones. Okay. We'll see. Um, Scoots, we did get you on a, gotcha, uh, a Bofa joke the other day, and man, how embarrassing. No, you didn't. Have you, have yeah, you not? Yeah, we, we got you. Have you I not mean, figured out by every time I hear Bofa now, I say, what's Bofa? Come on, yeah. Ralph. He's doing it right. He's doing it to you He's right it. now, Scoots. He's doing what I'm saying right now. Oh, my a God. A texture says, do you smell all these incredible colors? Gosh, I like 420 a lot when it comes to holidays in April, especially in the middle of the month. The world is good. Well, I wonder if that was Trevor texting into the Thornton text. So, sounds like Trevor was, uh, yeah. Texting hey, fellas, Brad him. from Bellbrook here. I'm taking Nick's advice and doing hypotheticals on Tuesday and Thursday to help with the slow days. But luckily for you, we have a bonus episode of Howard's Hypothetical Hysteria today. If you had the option between Basket Cats winning four straight titles with the caveat that they'll never win another one in your life or to win one title every decade until you die, which one would you take? The one title. Because if you, if you signed up for the four, that would be a hell of a run. But then after that, like, what are you, knowing that because you guaranteed in this hypothetical that you're not going to win another one? That, yeah, it I makes wouldn't, I wouldn't do makes it. a bleak future. Yeah, yeah. And particularly because we're kind of, Kentucky's been fortunate to be in the one every 10 years or so. Um, I mean, that's not perfect math on, on all the, how they're spread out. But we're about in that range. And... We were close to doing not the four titles in a row, but that little flurry. And now we have people with the takes like, was Cal a one-hit wonder? I wouldn't want to live in a world where people are talking about Kentucky as a flash in the pan from decades past. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I it's another great it's another great hypothetical because he probably mapped it out where one ever we're probably living four more decades, Roush. Hopefully, maybe a little bit longer than that, but it probably would about equal out to about four titles, one way or another. I'd rather be spaced out, have the hope of like maybe this is the year. Although it would suck if if you won, just knowing like okay for another ten years, yeah, no yeah. more title. But then you don't know if it's going to be like early in the decade, late in the decade. That's a fun one. That's a fun one, Brad from Bellbrook. Hmm. Uh, another texter said he clearly stated in the video it's because they have a new trainer, which I'm just still not buying. I mean, I know he stated that, but like, no, I, I am. I, that's what I was looking for, and I totally forgot about that. So, hand up, I, I missed that. I should have brought that up, but that at least explains why he wants to check it out. But he also probably just wants to, there could be, a, it could be, it could be multi purpose for sure. So, basically, Roush, this Barstool Duke fan guy is the type of person Churchill is wooing to attend the Derby now. Man, trying to get excited for Derby, but the whole week is becoming a rich out-of-towner week. No, not the whole week. Just Saturday. They they are being bad about Saturday, but there's still plenty of fun to be had throughout the week. Which, we uh we officially got our credentials. We're going to be on the backside, baby. Woo-hoo. We have our credentials? Oh, yeah. They are in hand. We are good to go for Derby week. Um... Dugan called me yesterday. He was worried because mine was not included. 
because I applied through KSR because we're doing some other stuff. So he was he was just making sure everybody was good. He didn't want the horse guy to to get uh, to get bumped out. Okay, that's good to hear. Well, we need to have a KRC launch to map and plan this stuff out. That's exciting though. Glad it's official. I was getting a little worried. Uh, Texer says. In the video, he said he was leaving that day, which was yesterday for Kansas. And then Kyle also confirmed that he is currently visiting Kansas and also the Villanova visit. Did did not know about Villanova, but also why would you want to go to Villanova right now? I guess the mystery school is probably Duke. Yeah. And it makes sense, like, can I make it work with Flipikowski and stuff like that? But it probably isn't going to work. Right, right, exactly. But here's one thing, again, and maybe Hunter Dickinson's different, but usually when UK keys in on somebody in the transfer portal, it's like a snake digesting something that's way too big for its body. It's going to get it down, but, like, it takes time, and there's really no – it's boring, but there's not much drama left. With UK, when they key in on somebody in the portal, it's usually they strike, they get them, things go quiet, and they end – this is, like, the most – cruel and terrible comparison to make but it's a good one it really is i wonder if that's going to happen I, I after the uk visit or when the uk visit happens and some people were suggesting that like maybe kansas won't let him get off campus without committing but if the uk visit happens i will be interested will the villanova visit still happen will this mysterious visit still potentially happen or will kentucky be able to say like hey look at this nil situation you potentially could have here we need you as well or we want you and what else is there really for you to figure out? And he may say, all right, I already know this place. I wanted to go there out of high school, or I considered going there out of high school. Now it's time to, to link up here. So I'll be curious how fast things move with Hunter Dickinson in Kentucky after this visit. And mm-hmm. I've got Kyle's point about, like, is this also just a really long play just to get Oscar to kind of poo or get off the pot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fascinating. We'll know a lot more when we're back here on Monday. But a few more texts to wrap up today's show on the Thornton's text line. Uh, stop in Thornton's today on your way. Get your weekend started off right at Thornton's. John here, TGF, and good morning to you all. Wow, as I've been saying for a while, the more the better for all kinds of reasons for the Kentucky basketball roster. I'm so excited to see how this all shakes out. No, it's not out of the question. We could get all of them. I mean, it could be a platoon 2.0, man. Phil, coming to the home. So, John, just you, you bring up the platoon just too much. We, no, no. We had great success when we had a system like that in the past. So, besides basketball, are there any other sports that you all will be keeping an eye on. Well, y'all have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'll probably play Keeneland some Saturday. I lo- love playing Keeneland on the weekends. Huge yeah. Batcat series tonight at, in Lexington, taking on Texas A&M. Bark at the park night tonight. And then tomorrow, Roush, don't tell Mitch Barnhart this, but I think they're giving away 500 beer baseball bats tomorrow or some sort of baseball drinking glass. I don't know if it's specifically for beer necessarily, but watch out. They've got some fun promotions going on. All weekend, but more importantly than the promotions. Big series. Cats need to win it against Mm A&M, and I think that they should. I bet they take two out of three is my guess there. So I'll be watching baseball. Then shout out to the U.K. players in the NBA. We haven't really been spending much time with it because we're talking more roster stuff. Oh, dude, Maxi last night, 10 points in a Yeah, I mean, Maxi just put the team on his back. 10 straight points down the stretch. Uh, They outscored Brooklyn 11-1. to um to to cover hell of a cover you're right Devin Booker he's now has tied the Suns franchise record for 40 point playoff games 
Yeah, just absolutely wild stuff. By the way, all the favorites won last night and covered. I told you they'd do such. Not a great game for Malik Monk. Another bad one for Trey Lyles. De'Aaron Fox was really good, but they lost on the road like I told you that they would. So uh, Easy money, another, baby. Another nice gambling night for Tej. A texter says, my take on the center spot. Cal is ready to move on from Oscar, but Oscar kind of wants to come back. Cal and Oscar have had some differences over the years. I think Cal is done with the Oscar experience. Whatever he, whatever it is, he has to get one of them. He will need to get one of them or else people are going to lose their mind. Good morning, people. Quick question. Kentucky holds a pro day at the beginning of the year and imagine the GMs give players feedback on what they need to work on during the season. With that being said, wouldn't Oscar know what areas needed to be improved and whether or not he did or didn't? I know he'll get individual workouts with teams and all it takes is one team to like him. That be, that being said, it's like he knows whether he's made the improvements to be drafted. Sorry for the long text. See, that is one thing, real quick, Rash. That is one thing that Kyle said that he was like, I, you know, it's such a tough decision for Oscar. And I was, I was thinking to myself, like, not really. Like yeah, he knows either yeah, it's going to be a yeah. long NBA journey mm-hmm. that may or may not have some benefits, or he just go back to UK. Like he should kind of know. And I agree with the texter. The only thing I'd say is exactly the point you make. It only takes one workout with an NBA team to say, like, hey, if you're there in the second round you're getting an opportunity with us. So that's the one thing I'd add, but you already said that. Yeah, uh, and I was just going to echo that too. Like, yes, they they already know. It's just Oscar wants to go through the process, and that's kind of where we're at. Uh, Texter says, I blame him. They're talking about CJ. He can't stay healthy in a prominent role. Secondary role at UK would be perfect for him and is just as good as a prominent role in 94% of other colleges. I tend to agree. Johnny says, is it – just me, or is it weird that TJ and his friends use GChat or computers to talk and not group text? Very eighth grade AIM feel. Yes, I had the same thing with him off air. It's like just use just use iMessage. I mean, it's, just, it's an app on your phone too. You use it on your phone. Or well, why you would you rather have another app? Because nobody, I don't likes, because nobody likes the green text messages. Nobody likes the. the well, who has green text group. messages? Those it people. They don't need to be your friends. A texter says, "Bone Zone Scoots, you're about to get Ron Jeremy on the course. Who's Ron Jeremy? Oh boy." And that'll wrap We're it up for this week. Fun show, folks. Fun show. Happy <laughs> Thunder did Weekend. A, did you make a Roush, uh, bat calf, Roush prediction or Batcalf prediction? Yeah, sweet. Get out the brooms. It needs oh, to be one. Uh, you got to be a mess. All right, everybody enjoy it. Be safe. Enjoy Thunder. We'll be back on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Eye Sports Radio. Just in case.